Welcome to Motherhood Unstressed, a podcast for anyone who wants to let go of stress and anxiety and learn how to be more fully present in life. Each week, I'm speaking with experts in the fields of entrepreneurship, nutrition, mindset, sex, spirituality, and so much more. I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I'm a writer, a speaker, and an entrepreneur. Through my own struggle to balance the demands of motherhood and life, I discovered that to truly be happy, we need to be present. Your journey to feeling less stressed and more blissfully present in your own life starts right now. What if you didn't have to work a nine to five? What if you didn't have to work until you were 70 years old? What if there was another way? My guest today is Scott Rankins. He's a documentary filmmaker and author, and he is here to share his story about how he and his wife decided to take a different path than what most Americans are doing and live a life on their own terms to create a life where their priorities aligned with what they were doing with their lives and their time and their money and everything. His film is called Playing With Fire, and so is the book. And it's all about their journey, and he interviews amazing people from across the country on this topic. And in doing so, it shows you exactly how you could do it too. It shows you that it's actually a possibility. It's not some far-fetched thing, some impossible feat. It's actually really simple. You just have to be disciplined um, and, and rewire how you've been brought up and how you've been conditioned as a consumer in America. So I hope you find this insanely interesting um, and really helpful and valuable. And who knows, maybe you can start incorporating elements of uh, the fire movement, as they call it, into your own life and see what happens. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. You can get yours at motherhoodunstressed.com or in stores across the country. And if stores in your neighborhood don't have it yet, simply have them reach out to me and we can get it out to you ASAP. Well, hello, Scott. Welcome to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast. I'm so glad you're here. It was so nice chatting with you before this. And I'm just really excited to bring your story and bring your point of view on life and the world and money to my audience on a greater scale. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. So before we get started, I always like to start in the regular way, just having you give a little bit of your origin story and how it led you to being an author and a documentary filmmaker on the issue of financial independence? Yeah, so I was um, I was driving down the street one day and my life was uh, very interesting. We thought, my wife and I had kind of thought we had designed our lives the way we wanted to live them. And um, we were living in a high cost of living area um, just outside of San Diego. And we were, you know, busting our butts to try to get promotions and increase our income and um, and live that, you know, that lifestyle that we were, we thought we needed to be living, uh, you know, vacations and nice things and, and all that. And, um, after a while, and especially when we had our baby, um, you know, we started to feel, I started to feel like, you know, things weren't quite in hand. We weren't quite paycheck to paycheck, but we were darn close. And for how hard we were working and how stressed out we were, uh, that didn't seem like the right place to be. And it felt you know, sort of irresponsible. And especially when we had our child, because, you know, now you, now you can't be selfish and just kind of take risks and do, do those things as much when you have uh, somebody relying on you. So, um, so my thought was, and my wife, you know, she also was really struck by, you know, motherhood and, and was questioning whether she wanted to work as hard as she was working. And that stressed me out even more because, uh, you know, she's, she's a high earner. She's an, an amazing, accomplished uh, career woman. And, 
um, it, it was not going to work if she wanted to step back uh, <laughs> not where we were living. <laughs> right. And so I wanted to provide that for her. And um, I felt a, you know, a visceral need to provide that for her. And, um, be, you know, not because she would need it. She's good on her own, but she was kind of asking for it. And I couldn't provide that. And that was, that was rough. That was stressful. And, um, and so, you know, as an entrepreneur for the last 10 years, my first thought is increase my income. How can I do it? where's my million dollar idea? What should I do next? And, um, you know, that's a big burden to put on anyone, I think is, you know, trying to come up with that life changing idea that's going to really elevate and change the game. And, um, but that's, that's all I knew. And so I went on to podcasts and, and blogs and all kinds of things, trying to figure out how to increase my income. So, uh, part of that journey was I was listening to Tim Ferriss podcast. Uh, you know, he's got the four hour work week book and, his podcast is full of amazing innovators. And I thought maybe I'd find my inspiration there. And I'm driving to work and I hear Mr. Money Mustache come on the show. And um, I, you know, I, I had about a 20 minute commute to work and um, started listening to him talk about his lifestyle and what he did. And the thing that really hit me was he, he was talking about how your savings rate is like almighty. It is so powerful. And he started describing why. And I was so struck by that because I suddenly realized here I am chasing, trying to increase my income. But what if I, what if I, you know, take on this thing that I have power to control right now, which is my savings rate. Um, that's interesting. I don't know how that works or, or anything, but okay. That, that kind of resonates with me because that's an alternative to this other problem or this other thing I'm trying to fix or, or figure out that I am having trouble doing. And so I was driving to work and I, I came up with an excuse to be late and I pulled over the side of the road and listened to the whole thing. And it just really hit home. I mean, it was like, okay, now I kind of understand generally how this works and oh my gosh, it's in my control and I can do something about it right now. This is pretty unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So I ran home and I just, I, I'll never forget that feeling. I was just so giddy, you know, to get home and dive into his, his, his blog and, um, you know, one article led to another article that led to four o'clock in the morning. I'm still up wow. reading the iPad and couldn't, couldn't put it down. And, um, and that took me down the rabbit hole, uh, as well of, of this whole fire movement and the people that are in it and all of the amazing tacticians and strategists and the community surrounding it and how the whole thing works. Um, I soaked it up and, um, and I'm not a math person, uh, by trade <laughs> or by interest, <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, you know, Neither am I. <laughs> okay. Spreadsheets aren't my jam, you know, right, right. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but living a more intentional and a less stressed life certainly is. And that's what this provided. And if I have to do a little math to figure that out, I was down for the challenge. The cool thing that I figured out though, is that it's actually really simple. It doesn't make it easy, but it's simple. It's something anyone I think can understand the framework uh, it is very approachable. Um, but it's difficult. It's a heck, it's a heck of a challenge. I mean, there's no prescribed savings rate that you have to hit, mm -hmm. but, um, but I think the fire movement sort of prescribes a 50% or better. And wow. I think that's okay. I think it's okay because I understand how hard it is to achieve, but the idea is that you are challenged to do your best to get there. And it is achievable. And you see people that are hitting 50% or higher savings rates all the time in the fire movement. And what's wonderful about that is, is they're leading by example. They're showing that it works. And oftentimes they're sharing their, their life journey with, uh, with, with us, with the audience, uh, through their blogs or, or what have you, and, um, or their podcasts. And, and it, 
I've met them now in person and spent a lot of time with them and call many of them uh, dear, dear friends. And I can tell you firsthand that they're living a, a very, very happy life. And those that came from sort of the, the more stressed, crazy uh, lifestyle and into the fire movement, like myself, uh, you know, can say with absolute surety that it's, it's, a, it's one heck of a great way to, to approach life. So for me, that was, um, that's where I found it. That's, that's, that's kind of how my, my story evolved with the fire movement. And, and you know, when I was doing the rabbit hole thing and, and soaking up all the content and everything, um, the one glaring, glaringly obvious omission was video. Um, and as a video producer, that was annoying to me because I wanted to see these people and I wanted to soak it up in my medium. Um, but it was also sort of like, all of a sudden I had my million dollar idea, you know, and I don't, and, mm -hmm. and I don't, and I already have the million dollar idea, which is this amazing framework known as fire that I can apply to my life and, and get what I want out of my life now. Um, but now I have this really incredible purposeful idea that doesn't, it doesn't necessitate a specific amount of, of profit or income. It's just something I want to spend my time doing. Uh, you know, I'm scratching my own itch. So um, I thought, man, I'd love to maybe make a YouTube series or maybe a TV series or maybe a documentary. And, uh, I started going through that and, uh, eventually landed on, you know what, I think I'm gonna make a documentary about this. And I've always, I've always kind of wanted to make a full feature doc and what an incredible story to tell. And, um, and you know, my wife and I are actually thinking about doing this and I'm trying to convince her as we speak. And I think that's really compelling because I'm sure a lot of people are going to have to go through that. And mm -hmm. maybe I should just turn the cameras on and see what happens. And, and in the meantime, you know, go out and meet, and this will be an excuse for me to go meet my newfound heroes because that that's something that I immediately wanted and didn't, you know, see a way to, to have happen. It's not like there's a convention where you can just go meet everybody all at once. Um, I mean, <laughs> maybe there is a little bit with FinCon, but at the time I didn't know that. And, uh, right. and so I'm like, how do I get to meet these people? I, I feel like I know them. I want to tell them, you know, and share with them how, how much they've changed my life. You know, you, mm -hmm. you go through all those feelings. And, and so I thought this was like a really fun way to scratch that itch too. So, um, but ultimately it all evolved into this idea of, if we can share our story, um, the ups, the downs, you know, the hardships, the successes, and if we can put that into formats that, that work really well for people, um, then maybe we can help them find this framework. Uh, just like I did, I started feeling really strongly, like I wanted to pay it forward because I just can't, I can't even, I still can't really put it into words, like how life-changing this framework was for us. Um, just refocusing our life on what's most important, getting aligned together as a couple and, 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 and getting more out of life and being less stressed on a daily basis and knowing that there's, there's more to all of this. And, you know, it's just this huge revelation and it's become this amazing thing as well, where our friends and our family are, are starting to sort of, you know, be caught up a little bit in it, you know, sort of leading by example kind of thing. Right. Um, they, they were originally very skeptical asking us if we had joined a cult, um, <laughs> you know, kind of pushing back in weird ways, like that, are, mm. that you see very quickly are sort of more self-reflective and, and, right. uh, you know, As always. Full of, yeah, full of guilt and full of all kinds of weird things that, which, which is really interesting because I'm talking about my family here, my family and my dear friends. And it's like, why, why am I suddenly seeing this now? Or why don't we talk about this more? And, and so, you know, one of the things that I've, I have learned through this journey is that, um, 
I think fundamentally as a whole, our society has a really broken relationship with money. And, and I, and Taylor and I were, were right there. I mean, we had a completely broken relationship. We didn't know, we didn't know our ass from our end as, as, as my dad would say, uh, you know, it's just, it was, and, and through this process, we've learned a lot about where, where the, the, the education that we did have came from, um, how we saw money and why we saw money, um, the way we did all, all sort of revealed itself through this journey. And, um, and, and also I think once you come out on the other end, you, you sort of become uh, a bit enlightened to how the whole thing works and you feel a little more empowered uh, with how the whole thing works. And, and, uh, and it's pretty, pretty amazing because you can also kind of see through things and you see people and you see where they are and they don't have to say much and you kind of right. already know, you know what I mean? And, um, and what's been so rewarding about that and so fantastic about that is, um, you know, we recently moved uh, to a lower cost of living area to try to um, uh, just, I don't know, maybe live in a place that's more aligned with what we wanted, um, slow down a little bit uh, and, all, and all the rest of it. And, and so when we, when we did that, one of the things that we decided to do, because one of the things about the FIRE uh, framework is um, it sort of forces you to become very intentional about just about every uh, decision you make, because almost every decision you make can probably be traced back to money, right? Or at least a significant majority of them. So you start gaining that habit and it starts to pervade around the rest of your life. I feel nervous talking to people about this kind of lifestyle because it is so opposite of, you know, consumerist America. I mean, in the early days, we had a lot of struggles with it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do um, because you know, there's a couple of reasons. One is it's not natural in society today to, you know, be talking about finances, especially personal finance, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, with just anyone. And, and then the other side of it is, is, as I was saying, you know, this, this idea that, you know, we have a broken relationship with money as a society. I mean, 70% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, you know, they don't have $400 to put together in the case of an emergency. It's, it's, it's an epidemic. It's insane. And, um, and, and the, you know, the good news is, is there's a very quick and obvious fix to this. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's going away from consumerism, it's living more intentionally, and it's, you know, realigning uh, yourself. But I don't think enough people have e- even the basic education. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about that on a daily basis. My, our lives are, are, are bombarded by advertisements and, and keeping up with the Joneses. Our friends are, ha- you know, they're doing this and they're doing that. Maybe I should be doing this or that or um, and our lives are insanely busy. And, you know, there's so many things that come at you and a lot of them cost money. And so um, you just, you know, I think, you know, as far as I felt like, I just felt like I was trying to keep up. Yeah. And, um, and so it really wasn't until your wife said, Hey, I want to be a stay at home mom and spend more time with our child that you even saw a different way. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, and I just got so lucky that right around that time, cause I was trying to find something that I found this and, you know, and, and what I was getting at was that, you know, when people have this broken relationship with money, there's a lot of guilt, there's a lot of negative feelings around that. And so if you do bring up this whole thing about fire, retiring early, you know, people start getting all kind of like, I don't know, what, what are you, what are you talking about? You know, like, what, what is this thing that I, that, that, you know, that's, it sounds crazy. Like, come on, you know, that's not the way we're, and, and, and it becomes difficult. It can become difficult to talk about, uh, since I've been talking about it for now for two years and gone through <laughs> all of that. I, I think we've gotten a lot better at it. We've trained ourselves to know 
which buttons to avoid, which things to, to say. And, and I, you know, we are finding ourselves getting better at it. and getting back to what I was saying about our friends is, um, the friends that we have made have been curious about this. And so we've gotten better at talking about it as we've, as we've moved here. And it's just incredible to how, how quickly we've, we've, um, how quickly our new friends have opened up to us about very personal details about their mm-hmm. finances. And I think a big reason why, why that happens is one is they, I, I think they feel an inherent trust with us because they see that we kind of have our, our shit together, to be honest. And, and the other side of it is, is I think the way we speak about it is with a ton of empathy. Um, we come at it with no judgment as best as we can. And we constantly, uh, constantly reinforce that this whole thing that I'm talking about, this whole thing that we're talking about, this fire stuff, it's all very flexible. Mm -hmm. There are no fast and hard rules. And we just hope that, you know, as many people as possible can learn about it. And, um, and we've got a whole community here to help you along the way. Um, and you can take and cherry pick whatever you want. You don't have to be a full fledged fire member. There is no badge. There's nothing that exists. There's no college you can go through, you know, <laughs> just a thing out there right now. And I think it's in the zeitgeist and I'm, I'm, I'm just really I'm blessed. And I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that I can be a part of, of that conversation and getting the fire framework out to as many people as possible. That's so amazing. And I love that you're saying like, it's out there now. And with the documentary that you, that you filmed, that's coming out very shortly. I mean, I think it's going to be out there even more so, and there's going to be an even stronger movement because this is something that so many people need, you know, so many people, like you said, are stressed out. They're living paycheck to paycheck. They're not happy and they keep spending because they don't know any different. And so all of a sudden, wait a second, there is a different way. So for our listeners, I mean, what would be the first step for moving towards financial independence. They've never, they're just now hearing about it maybe, and they want to make a change. Yeah. Well, if you're first hearing about it just now, congratulations. And I'm so happy you're listening. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I would say the number one step is to not, to make sure you remember not to be overwhelmed by all of it. Know that you will get to the finish line of understanding it and deciding on how you want to kind of take it into your life. Um, and I would say number one action item is to go home and, you know, if you're, if you're single, go home and do this. If you're, if you have a spouse or a significant other, try to do this, uh, exercise with them, um, maybe separate at first, but come together and discuss it. But, um, we recommend, uh, writing down a list of happiness. And what we liked to do was write down the top five or 10 things that make you happiest on a weekly basis that bring you joy on a weekly basis. And the reason why we do a week is because we feel like a day is, is sort of, uh, it's too specific. It's too detailed. There's too many things that just have to get done. Um, and you may not have, you know, a very long list in one day of the things that bring you happiness. Um, I think a month or even, you know, or longer is, is a little bit too ethereal. You might start talking about vacations and you know, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And you don't want to get there, but a week, I feel like everybody speaks about their lives in, in sort of like a week, like, you know, what's the weather like, uh, this week, you know, like, where are we, you know, what do we have to get done this week? Like, you know, what's your week look like? There's a lot of that going on. So I think it's a nice framework to say, okay, um, on a weekly basis, basis, if I can generally do things that make me happy, that's achievable. Um, that's, that's something that's, that's easy to kind of wrap your mind around. And so that's why we do a week. And I, I, I think that works really nicely. So yeah, just writing down the things that make you happy. 
And the reason why you want to do that is what you're really doing here. What I mean, if you have to break down the fire movement, it's aligning your values with your spending because everybody has to spend money to live. Um, the beautiful thing about the fire movement is not only are you aligning your values with your spending, but you're also getting an education on investing, which is the fun early retirement part, which, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's not about retiring for the sake of sitting on a beach and doing nothing for the rest of your life. My, my hope is that you're creative enough to come with all, come up with all kinds of ideas. But if you're struggling with that, uh, then that can be a real thing. Um, you know, one thing you got to consider is that, uh, what we're doing is we're aligning our values with our spending, Right. Um, so that we can free up more of our mental space to go out and, uh, and really experiment with the things that are going to bring you joy. And you may not have had enough time to even do that. Mm -hmm. I know I didn't. I mean, I was so stressed and, and feeling like I was just trying to keep, keep up that, you know, that's not a good place to be. I mean, I was still coming up with ideas and, oh, I'd love to go do this. I'd love to go do that. But do you have the time? Well, you certainly don't feel like you have the time. Um, and so that's kind of the, the way, you know, you're trying to head. And I, I've met so many people that have, that have reached financial independence um, in the last couple of years. And I don't, I think I maybe know one person who is like straight up retired, not doing anything. And that's, that's what they say. And I still don't agree. I mean, <laughs> still see them writing on a blog or doing something, you know, right, right, right. contributing to society in some way, shape or form. So I think it's just a matter of retiring from mandatory labor. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's a distinction I'll continue to speak about for a really long time because people get really caught up with this whole early retirement thing. But I just see that as uh, the first line of excuses that you're going to make for why this may or may not work. Um, at the end of the day, there's just nothing you can poke a hole at when you say, if you spend less than you earn and you use the rest to invest wisely, you can't really lose. Um, at the very, at the very least, it's a better framework than no strategy. <laughs> right. So yeah. why, what, do, well, I mean, why do you think so many people don't already realize this or they're not, you know, implicating, they're not putting it into practice? What do you think is, is the disconnect there? Because what everyone would want to not have to go to a nine to five job and be stressed out 24 seven. I mean, why aren't people doing this? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I got a bunch of answers to that. So, so first of all, like the whole nine to five thing, um, just to be very clear, you know, if you, if you do start on this fire path, there's a very high likelihood depending on where you're at, but uh, based on where most people are at, based on statistics, uh, you know, you're going to have a a decade or so ahead of you of, of continuing this practice before you're going to just be able to leave the nine to five, let's say. Mm Mm-hmm. But, but one thing that's really wonderful about all of this is that, uh, that, I, that I've noticed, it's, it's anecdotal, I don't think we have any evidence of it, but um, a lot of people that I've talked to will say that the minute I found this FIRE thing and I started implementing this in my life and I wasn't living paycheck to paycheck any longer, I was not making decisions based off of fear any longer. Mm. And what a lot of people find is that they just end up realizing that, hey, I don't actually mind this job. I actually like this job. Maybe I'll lean into this job more. Or they'll find that this job is actually bringing them unhappiness because they're being more intentional. But now they have the flexibility to look around and say, where else can I provide value? Where else can I find value? Where else can I be happy? What else can I do? And, um, and some people will even get to the point where you can take a sabbatical. You know, Maybe you save up instead of to invest and to eventually retire. Maybe you save up just to take some time for yourself to figure out what you want to do. Hmm. I mean, a lot of us go through this prescribed uh, you know, lifestyle 
life uh, decision tree, which is basically like you get out of high school. If you're lucky enough, you go to a higher institution. If not, you're going right into the workforce. Either way, you're like 18 to 22 and you have no idea of how the world works or who you are as a human being. All of a sudden you're in your thirties and you're like, shoot, I may, you know, these weren't decisions that I made for myself. These were decisions out of necessity. So that in and of itself should be enough incentive for people to be curious. Um, why people haven't found out about it till up until now, why people aren't doing this already. I mean, I would say number one is the lack of education. I mean, and, and, and I speak to that in the way that in a furious way and something that I'm going to hopefully make my life's work. If any of this stuff goes well and allows me to continue to work on this is how on earth are we learning trigonometry or statistics as a senior in high school and not being taught personal finance? Why yeah. isn't that a prerequisite? It makes no mm-hmm. sense. It makes mm-hmm. no sense. And, I, and, I, and I've got a bunch of fun conspiracy, conspiracy theories on, on why that's the case, you know, um, uh, and, and, and we don't need to get into that right now. But, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it is, it is absolute tragedy that that's not the case. And then, and then it doesn't happen in college either. And, you know, that I'm aware of. There's, there's like one fire course that I'm aware of, actually, at my alma, alma mater at the University of Iowa, um, and, and, you know, we're going to work to, to fix that as well, because at the end of the day, you can't expect people to intuitively know this stuff. Right. What I have found is a lot of people that are already in the fire, uh, movement, uh, a lot of them were naturally frugal to begin with. They were sort of naturally people who were drawn to saving, um, or were just flat out naturally curious people and, and really questioned, uh, their surroundings at all times, which is what I love about the, so they're either questioners or they're rebels. I love that. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And, and sometimes in the form of sort of like a, you know, like a, a math sort of engineering sort of nerdy kind of person. So it's an amazing, uh, you know, array, but, uh, but that's more of the stigma, uh, or the, 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 you know, uh, it's a, it's a stigma that's been put on the fire movement that needs to move away because I've met so many different people. I mean, all walks of life, all different income levels, all different jobs, um, all different ages. Um, and, and that's been so much fun. Um, and, and, and in the documentary that we made, you'll, I think you'll see that there's a wide array of diversity, men, women, um, you know, all different types of, uh, of, of, nationalities and, and origins and upbringings and, and, and ages, um, who have proven this out, uh, who have a lot to say about it. And, um, and yeah, so, uh, well, talk yeah. to us about the documentary. Like what exactly is it about? Take us through. I mean, I already know all this cause I love your book. Um, but talk to us about the documentary and who it's really for, who's going to benefit from seeing this. Yeah. So the documentary is a, it's an, it's a, it chronicles Taylor and I's journey through the first year of, of taking the leap, deciding to uh, adjust our lives and essentially commit to being a member of the fire community, right? Or the, or the fire framework, using the fire framework for our lives. And, um, and as you watch us progress through that journey, you get to meet uh, many of the fire influencers who influenced us and influenced millions of others to, to sort of, uh, you know, take the challenge on. And, um, and so you learn from them sort of the tactics and strategies, tips and ideas that we use as we go along, you learn it from them and you see us learning from them. And those were real things. Like those were real scenes. Like we, we literally went down, you know, went, went to these various places, sat down with these people and learned from them. And 
it was always so incredible to be, you know, getting that sort of feedback at that time. It was very real. Wow. Taylor and I learned more about ourselves and our family when the cameras were on than when they were off. And I totally didn't expect that. I thought we would have to sort of semi-act this out. And <laughs> this is our first time in front of I the camera. you, honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this, is, this was obviously Taylor's first time in front of the camera and, and, um, and mine as well. I'd been behind the camera the whole time. And so, uh, yeah, my, my perception was that we would be kind of acting it out. And, and instead, uh, some of the most incredible moments that have completely transformed the way I see the world happened when the cameras were rolling. And, and so, um, so yeah, so that's kind of what you're going to get. I can't speak too much more about, you know, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. But, when um, out? well, uh, we will be announcing today, actually, I'm sure you're not going to be putting this podcast out right. today, but <laughs> today we'll be sharing with everyone that, um, we will be announcing in mid April, uh, the, uh, theater tour. And, uh, and so, at that moment of announcement around mid-April, um, people will be able to go on this site called Tug. And I'll, I'll be sharing all of this through our platform as well. Yeah, um, I'll be in the show notes too. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, playingwithfire.co. Um, but you can go there, you can go to Tug, and you can become an admin in your local area. Um, and, or you can find out that somebody's already done that and then you can purchase a ticket, but the admins will help us select a theater, select a date and time, which is all set up through the tug. It's very easy to do on, on tug on the platform. It's basically cinema on demand. And so what we're doing is we're pre-selling tickets for people to be able to bring the film to their local area. Uh, so it's a really cool way for us to have the, the film shown in theaters, which is by far and away the best place to see it. I almost get hives thinking about sending the the link to all the Kickstarter backers early because they're going to be watching on their computers, mm-hmm. you know, in different places. And it's like, oh, gosh, you know, um, because we really went for it with this movie. We shot it with really nice cameras and, you know, uh, it's... Well, it's, you know, it's going to be on Netflix before before too long. <laughs> I've already, I already can. I already know. Oh, well, thank you. Keep putting those good vibes out. Um, a lot of people think that's a uh, that that's just going to happen. Um, and I'm always telling them like, no, you have to get a licensing till they will want to, they they need to want your film on, on the platform. So, so hopefully we get there. We've been, we've actually been in talks with them and, um, we hope it goes well. So, um, you know, cause ultimately we would just want to get in front of front of as many eyeballs as possible, but, but we didn't want to, uh, deprive ourselves of a theater tour because that's going to be super fun fun. yeah yeah it's a good way to get the community involved get people out uh get people together uh taylor and i and and hopefully some of the cast members uh are going to do our best to get out uh and you know introduce the film in various locations do q a's throw a party afterwards um and just get you know get some buzz going on it but uh yeah we we're really hoping to uh to to just reach people uh meet them where they are teach them a little bit about fire and, and 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 entertain them um, inspire them to, to look into this further. That's ultimately our goal. We're, we're not, the movie isn't going to give you all of the step-by-step ways that you're going to, you know, take this fire thing on and suddenly retire early. It's an inspirational story, um, about, about a couple who's hopefully relatable, uh, to, to the wide majority of people, uh, because I think we all, you know, have a very shared experience in this Mm -hmm. world in a lot of ways. Um, and in other ways we don't, and, and we acknowledge that. And, um, and, and again, it's just a matter of, look, at the end of the day, this is, this is all about, the whole thing is technically all about math and the math doesn't lie. And the math doesn't care what you look like or who you are, or where you came from. And, uh, and the situation that you're in, you know, is going to be unique to you. And my hope is just that you at least have the ability to take this framework and use it, uh, as best you can in your, in your own experience. 
Yeah. And I think that that's so powerful. You said like, this was just our story. This is what we did. But your story is, is especially for this audience who are parents, this is matters. This is important. This, your story is so empowering. And if, you know, a listener, just one can, can follow along what you did. And then one parent can stay home and be with their children. And that's their source of happiness. And that changes that child's life. That's, that's a game changer. And so I think what you're doing is incredibly important. I'm so glad that you have film along with the book because the book is incredible. Like I'm a huge reader and I read it in like two days and it was fabulous. And I learned so much more from it. And I've been studying the fire movement for over a year now. And so, yes, like, I'm just so excited that this is coming and I'm so grateful that you're putting this out into the world and it's coming soon. Um, But if there was anything, any huge takeaway that you want our listeners to walk away with from this talk, what would that be? First of all, thank you for all those nice, kind words. I appreciate that very much. It's the truth. (laughs) And um, gosh, the one takeaway, um, I would say the one takeaway would be, you know, after everything you've already heard in this episode, I would say the one takeaway I would want to leave you with is that there is a a very uh, warm, uh, open, and uh, an inviting community that's already... uh, that's already taking, you know, these fire steps in their lives and they get together all over the country. They get together all over the world and, um, and they support each other. And so, uh, just know that if you, if you are interested in this in any way, shape or form that, um, even if you'd be nervous to talk to close friends or family about this stuff, but you're kind of resonating with it. Don't let that stop you because there is a whole community of people out there. There are friends waiting to, uh, to accept you with open arms. And um, they're all over the world. They're all over the internet. And it's very easy and accessible to find that support. And, um, and yeah, and that's what I, that's, I think that's the power of the fire movement, the fire community, and why, um, why we're able to give it a name. Because mm-hmm. uh, otherwise, it's just sort of like a formula, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's personal. It's people. That's yep. why it works. Yep. Awesome. Well, I do have some rapid fire questions if you're ready. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> success to me means um well i have a personal mission statement so i guess i would recite that which is um i'm i want to be present for those uh who love me and uh i want to ri- live a rich happy and fulfilled life and empower others to do the same mm, you're doing it <laughs> i believe in I believe in happiness. Um, as Mr. Money Mustache says, happiness is the only logical pursuit. I'm grateful for. Oh, I'm grateful for the support that my family has given me and, um, and the, the, the fans of this project and the fire community at large. I'm grateful for, um, for the project that I'm working on right now, the purpose that, that it has. And, um, and yeah, and I'm very, very grateful for finding it myself. Yeah. Okay. Last one. What is something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? (laughs) I think that's obvious. (laughs) Yeah. A little more years investing. That would have been good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the largest stock market rise in history. Um, (laughs) Goodness gracious. Uh, Yeah. I mean, hands down, the one thing I wish people would have, would have told me or that I would have learned is, is, um, is the the fire framework. I mean, truly and honestly, I don't think there's much more in, 
like I don't know that of of a more empowering thing because um, I've I've personally been able to even though I'm not financially independent. I've personally been able to sort of sidestep the necessity for money in, in so many ways because uh, we've got that part figured out now. And we didn't for a decade mm-hmm. of being on our own. Um, and since we've got that figured out, that that burden is sort of released. I mean, it's not to say that something couldn't happen or, you know, or that, that we're all, you know, we're 100% good to go. No, we're not. But, you know, we're in such a better place than we were. And it's such a more comfortable place. And so we've, we've both felt, my wife and I have both felt so much more empowered uh, to, to, just, to just be more focused on what brings us happiness and what we want to spend our precious, precious time doing. Um, and, and yeah, and that's, uh, that's what I wish I would have learned is, is just, uh, if I had been given that early on, you know, just imagine. And, and so many others. That's the other thing I think about all the time. Right. Is think about all the ambitious, smart intelligent, amazing, uh, caring people out there who are just trapped in this rat race. What if we, what if we liberate them, them alone, you know, the people that are like ready to do this tomorrow that are already, let's say high earners, right. Who, who can absolutely do this with, with huge effects immediately. Imagine if you free them up, what happens? Like, how does society get better? How is your community improved locally? Um, and then, you know, and then, and then all the way down through the middle class, you know, I mean, in, in the lower class area, it is going to be difficult. You know, there, it, it takes so much money to live. Mm-hmm. Some people are only earning enough to live. And, and, and um, I still think those people would benefit from learning about the fire framework because it gives you a goal to set and a way to maybe um, start thinking about how you might be able to increase your income and work on that. And, and there's a lot of people in the fire, fire uh, movement talking about that as well. I've got a good friend, Grant, who just came out of, w- with a book called uh, Financial Freedom. And, uh, and he talks a lot about how to increase your income in all, in all different ways, you know, whether it's uh, getting a raise at work, whether it's starting a side hustle, all the types of things. And, um, and, and so, you know, it's sort of in, in some regard, fire is sort of, it's got something for everyone, you know, but, uh, but even in, in the middle class, I mean, um, in that sort of uh, that, that earning level or whatever, you know, it's like, it, it, it might happen a little bit slower, right? It might not be as impactful, but it's still just as important. And, and once again, that, that freedom that you can feel immediately uh, or, or, or at least pretty quickly, <laughs> depending on how fast that can happen for you, um, is very, very valuable because um, I just I want to see a world where where people are spending uh, more time making decisions out of out of you know passion or or inspiration instead of fear. Right, right. I mean, isn't that the point? Isn't that why we're here to you know create the fullest expression of ourselves? And and that doesn't really happen when you're you know slaving for someone else. Exactly. Well, and I think the thing is is like slaving for someone else. Uh, you know working for uh, to enrich others is a good thing un, un, unless it's not you know unless it's not for any like it's if it's not for the greater good if it's not for a greater benefit um you know i think i think one of the ways that you'll find happiness like, the like in in a very obvious concrete and easy way like the the thing that matters most in life is probably to serve others is probably to you know you're going to get more happiness out of helping other people than you are to help yourself um but when you can't, when you have, when you're struggling to help yourself, mm-hmm. you don't have the space to help others. And so yes. I think that's where, you know, it's, it's, you know, you hear about fire and 
the one thing that I think the media gets wrong and the, the article after article about here, meet a couple who is retired in their thirties after doing X, what that's missing is, is what this is really all about, you know? And, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this film can start to tap into that. We definitely touch on it in the film. We kind of leave you with it. And, um, and that's where I hope the conversation can grow is how do we use this framework to, to enrich people's lives in a way that's completely different than what they think is going to happen? It's all a Trojan horse, so mm-hmm. to speak, of, hey, you can okay. get rich and retire early. You know, it's like, ooh. And that's a great hook. It's one of the best hooks I've ever heard in my life when it comes to a movement, right? But Absolutely. It, it's a Trojan horse for something much greater, so. Yeah, and I yeah. think it comes back to intentional living, like what you're doing now with everything, like you said. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, and and if we can and if we can spread this message like you said you touched on it this is huge the that second generation phi right it's being able to teach that to your kids that you know providing financial literacy to my child has now become like I, I just realized that that's going to be one of the biggest if not the biggest gift I can give her um, other than just raising her right of course but that's like sort of table stakes right right <laughs> you go above and beyond well uh, you know knowing that she's going to have this framework readily available, you know, she won't have to, her, her answers in, in your quick fire would be much different, which would, you know, at least the, the one of, uh, you know, what do you wish right. you had known? And, and I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and everyone who watches the documentary and reads the book is going to have that gift as well. So you are changing lives. Thank you for um, saying that. So how can our listeners find out more about you? How, where can they find you online? Yeah, so uh, on our website, playingwithfire.co, you can uh, find all the things that we're working on. Um, we are on Facebook at Playing With Fire. We are on Twitter and Instagram at playwithfireco. And uh, and yeah, come come join us on this fun journey. We're going to have a fun year. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to support you guys when you come to Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Scott. This was amazing. Thanks, Liz. This is the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. You guys mean everything to me. This is why I do the work that I do. It's for you, the listener, and I'm just so grateful that you're allowing me into your headspace on your dog walk or your commute or whatever you may be doing. And let me know. Let me know what you're doing. Screenshot the show and share it to your stories and tag me at Motherhood Unstressed. Share the episode with a friend, and if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, One of my big goals this month is to get us to 100 reviews so you could be part of that movement. Um, Until next time, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. See ya.